This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. This is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're discussing, wait, you've never seen Pollyanna? <laughs> Why are you giggling at me? I'm, I'm laughing because I think this is, I think this may be the first movie that we have picked that, like, the chooser does not like the movie. Except for maybe The Room, because you don't really like The Room. No, that was just punishment for both of us. <laughs> So up front, any trigger warnings or anything, this is, you know, a Disney movie, so it's okay until about the very end where um, Pollyanna is trying to sneak back into, what is it, her third floor bedroom window? I think so, yeah. And um, falls off the roof, which is quite alarming, and she becomes paralyzed. So, on which, that happy note... Which we'll get to. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Tell me three things you expected from this movie. Number one, wholesomeness from a precocious child. Okay. Number two, to be very annoyed. <laughs> okay. Number three, far too much cuteness. Okay. And uh, So, it sounds like you probably didn't expect to like it. 1.5 stars. <laughs> I did not expect to like it. I expect this might actually just be payback for The Room. <laughs> no, it's funny what? you mentioned The Room because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so I think what we should tell our audience is that we were planning our next movies and shows to watch. And I was saying movies that were not Pollyanna. And you were like, oh, I'm surprised you haven't tried to get me back for The Room yet. And I said, okay, oh. let's watch Pollyanna, yeah, I which don't. I hate. That did kind of happen. <laughs> I mean, that's not my recollection exactly of what, uh-huh, how this... Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, so... but here we are. <laughs> so, so, what is your one-sentence TV guide summary? For what? For Pollyanna. As, actually, that's not her name. This is the story of a child assassin who has vowed to avenge the death of her whole family <laughs> by using the faces of her enemies. A girl has no name. Okay, did you get these confused with your Game of Thrones notes from a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> kind of. We were in the middle of watching every single episode of Game of Thrones while, while we watched this. Yes. Preparing for the uh, spectacular season eight premiere. Yes. So, yeah, I was a little influenced. So, would you like to hear what IMDb had to say about Pollyanna? Please. So, um, Pollyanna's from 1960. It's rated approved. It's not even rated G or anything. Who approved it? Um, It's two hours and 14 minutes. A comedy drama family movie. And it says... A young girl comes to an embittered town and confronts its attitude 
with her determination to see the best in life. I don't even... I mean, I know that's the idea of the phrase Pollyanna. Uh I don't even think that's true at all. You You don't think the summary is correct? No, I mean... Anyway, we'll we'll get to it. So, it I mean, since you didn't expect to like it, it sounds like the movie met your expectations. You'll actually be surprised. So I have the ending was just that is just so horrific, <laughs> so messed up. That was so messed up, but it didn't change the fact that I did enjoy the previous like two hours. Right. So I actually gave it a three point five. Wow. I was really That's wrong. quite a jump. Yeah, I was wrong about it. It was charming and just the right amount of cuteness, mm-hmm. frankly. And she wasn't really a precocious, you know, jerk. Right. Like she wasn't one of those like um uh, um what's the actress's name? Uh Mills Haley Mills. Haley Mills. Her first act is her first role, actually. So maybe this is part of it because she's not that precocious child actor of like, I'm gonna sound like an adult just like all you guys. <laughs> I was expecting a lot of that, like getting right up in everybody's face, like, uh-huh. like, um, uh, dude, who's that little girl who sings that? On the good um. ship. Lollipop. Shirley Temple. I could have just said Shirley Temple. <laughs> it's more fun. It's more fun to sing. Um, yeah, it, there wasn't like hardly any of that. And frankly, if she plays the glad game, where <laughs> she's looking, she's looking for something to be glad about. Both her parents are dead. That's true. Yeah. She's living with someone who has total disdain for her and yes. is hiding her in a dusty old attic. Yes. All right. So it's fine that she plays the glad game. <laughs> and if Pollyanna means that both your parents are dead and you're being treated poorly, okay, fine. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that. Which is a shame. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, well, so, (laughs) it really surprises me that you gave it so many stars, because, as you know, I am a very pessimistic person. My sister loved this movie. It's her favorite movie. When we were growing up, we watched it all the time. And I'm just like, this little girl who always wants to be happy and always wants to look on the bright side. Life is hard, man. This is me at like twelve. <laughs> well, I think Pollyanna understands that life is hard. That's true. She's had a pretty hard life. It's a hard. Li- That's a different wow. musical. Did you notice this wasn't a musical? There wasn't there some there was some singing in there mm-hmm. here and there, but yeah, it was not a musical. Which I oddly I didn't expect. You know, I didn't expect it to be that. Early one morning, just as the sun was rising, I heard a maiden singing in the valley below. I have seen this movie a lot of times. Yeah. So the main conflict in the movie that everyone's all embittered about (laughs) is that there is a rundown orphanage in town. It's like a historical building. Aunt Polly's family, Polly Harrington, 
it's called Harrington House. It's like been in her family for years. And she's like, fine, I'll just fix it after the pipe breaks in it and there's water everywhere. Um, but the townspeople are like, no, it'll cost more money to fix it than if we just tear it down and build something newer. And they're like, they'll raise the money for it. They'll. It's more about like civic responsibility versus like the responsibilities of wealth, right? Right. So that's, yeah, that's kind of everything. That's kind of the stage that is set where all of these events happen is there's this orphanage issue. It seems like that story takes a while to get off the ground. It really does. (laughs) We were probably 30, 45 minutes into it, and I'm like, why did they have that bizarre? Like, (laughs) because me knowing ahead of time, yeah, they're going to get to the bizarre. I'm like... I mean, people don't really seem to like each other, but I don't see why there would be a bazaar. It's funny that I like this and you don't like you don't like this movie. I'm just thinking about it now. I didn't realize I didn't realize that you didn't like. You know, we don't really discuss it, it so much before we. It wasn't as terrible as I remember it being. I'm like, oh, this this is kind of nice. This girl's like, you know. Bringing happiness to people, right. you know, that don't like to leave their homes or they're kind of lonely or whatever. Um, and then she falls off the roof. Again. So, <laughs> okay, so I want to go back a little bit. Okay. This movie opens with a naked child. From oh, my God, I forgot about that. I don't know if that <laughs> should have been one of the trigger warnings. Maybe. It's just weird. I'm like, that's how you start your movie off? It's a Disney movie? And yet you didn't see anything strange about Lost in Translation opening on Scarlett Johansson's butt. Uh, she was an adult. <laughs> She's an adult. I'm th- th- That kid looked to be, like, what, six, seven? It was a young he kid. He was swinging. They were skinny dipping in the creek. He was swinging on the rope like they did in the good old days. Oh, right. Okay, so there were lots of naked children, not just one. <laughs> That's a really good point. It's just a yeah. That's a way to open your movie. So another thing I didn't expect was it for it to for it to be a period piece. Mm-hmm. Now I looked it up and it said it takes place in 1910, but I think you have a different number. So um, the book it is based on a novel Pollyanna by Eleanor H. Porter that was published in 1913, but we both noticed one of those horseless carriages they had right the license plate said 1912 so it would have to be at least 1912 that the movie is set in yeah that's weird that's weird i I just you know i looked it up and that's what it told me who knew that there could be wrong information on the uh wikipedia or maybe it's one of those inconsistencies or something where it's like maybe it's a maybe it's a movie that takes place in the (laughs) it's a period piece but it's about two years into the future. <laughs> told from the perspective of... I'm going to stop talking. So, Pollyanna double dips when she eats, which is pretty gross. <laughs> That's not very wholesome. No, it's not. Um, there was literal fire and brimstone preaching. I wrote that down, too! By that wild preacher guy. Wait, let me scroll down where I said... Where did I put that? 
But yes, I wrote down somewhere, fire and brimstone. The chandeliers were rattling. Right, and wasn't he like, the? Uh, I meant to look up the actor, but I think he was like a comic actor, the guy that they picked to, to play the, the preacher. Let me see. Reverend Paul Ford, the fire and brimstone preacher, yes. played by Carl Malden. It must be fun to play one of those parts where like, he doesn't have a whole lot to do, but when he when he is doing it, it there's lots of yelling and screaming. True, true. Like I always thought, like uh, like in like in ER, it'd be fun to be one of those little parts where it's like, please no, you have to help me. Oh, <laughs> it must be fun to just like, I'm gonna be the preacher. I'm gonna yell and scream. Anyway. <clears throat> So when um, when Pollyanna first arrives and Nancy comes to get her, they go back to Aunt Polly's house. And here's the messed up part. Yeah. Is that Angelica, I think, is um, taking her upstairs to her room. And they're passing by all these guest rooms that all look lovely. She, who sleeps in here? Nobody. It's just for show. Meanwhile, Angelica's taking her up to like the freaking attic. Yeah, and they're all empty. These perfect rooms. And it's like a tiny little room, but she's just so happy to have it because she's never had a room of her own. But I'm like, um, Aunt Polly, <laughs> no. <laughs> She says, oh, I'm not used to children's noises. Well, get used to it. Hmm. Yeah. I still th- I still think there's there's a... Even though there, like, there's something that could be saccharine sweet about... I'm just happy about having my very own room. <laughs> like, it wasn't... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it wasn't said in that way. It was just, there's a real sincerity and I think it, I think that uh, a lot of that has to do with Haley Mills and just her natural, honest performance. She was 14 in 1960. Mm-hmm. And she... She's playing she looks, a little younger, I think. She see, Yeah, she seems a little younger than that. Um, so do we want to talk about the Glad game? <laughs> I think we touched on it a little bit. So, but we, we talked about it, but so I don't know that is, we described what is the Glad game. So, Ginny, Virginia, what is the Glad game? It just reminded me about my father and the doll. You see, I always wanted a doll, but we never had enough money for things like that. My father was a minister. But surely he could afford a little thing like a doll. Well, he couldn't. We had to have the money for food. Oh, for heaven's sake. Shh. So anyway, my father wrote to the missionary people and asked them to please send a little second-hand doll. Well, it was a funny mistake. When the missionary bells came, instead of a doll, they sent a pair of crutches. Well, of course, I was rather disappointed, so my father made up the glad game. The what game? She's been pestering folks all over town with this sunshine and happiness thing. Hearts and flowers, enough to make you sick. Hush up. I want to hear it. Certainly. Anyway, about the crutches. My father said, don't let's be gloomy. Let's try and find something to be glad about. So we made a game of it. 
The glad game. The glad game. So anyway, we played the game, and after a while, I forgot about the doll and being gloomy. And you know what? I found a reason for being glad. Well, there's nothing happy about a pair of crutches. Well, we were glad that we didn't have to use them. Finding the silver lining is basically the glad game. Right. I would think. Do you Which, agree or disagree? Oh, I agree that that's what it is. I'm detecting a lot of disdain for the glad game from you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I... I blame my sister. Let's play the glad game. Your How sister about no? Not, your sister did not suggest that you play the glad game, did she? Only when she wanted to irritate me. <laughs> but when I texted her to let to let her know that we had watched this movie, she wanted to know if it ranked in the top five of your all-time movies. And out of that top five, surely it had to be number one. It could not be any lower than number one. <laughs> and I think your response was, yes, it's number one of all Disney movies. They were released in 1960. <laughs> released in 1960 or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like in sports, like everyone leads the... In baseball, everyone leads the league in something, even if it's errors or... <laughs> the most number of errors committed on a Tuesday afternoon after 6 o'clock when it's windy and rainy outside. It, you know it's a boring sport when you have to keep track of every little detail. <laughs> to try to make it interesting. So there were, there were two main people that Pollyanna visited in their homes. Yes. And that was Mrs. Snow... And Mr. Pendergast. Pendergast. Pendergast, I think. Mr. Pendergast was a real-life get-off-of-my-lawn old man. Like, I think he literally said, get-off-of-my-lawn. <laughs> yes. She did well with crabby, uh, crabby older people. Yes. In fact, she really, besides that one boy, she really didn't have too many interactions with, it, with um, kids her own age. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, she mainly interacts with adults. And she seemed more... Well, maybe coming from... If I'm reading... Maybe I'm reading too much into this. But if she's coming from... If she was... Her parents were missionaries and abroad. Like, maybe... You know... Maybe most of the company she was in happened to be adults. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Hmm. So, I think... She was really able to connect with them through the prisms, right? Oh, right, right. The um, the oh, rainbow I'd, makers. I liked those especially. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it like, I mean, it they were prisms that um, Mr. Pendergast and Mrs. Snow just had in their house, but looking at it through like these childlike wonder eyes you know oh my god there's a rainbow on your wall how did that happen right the miracle of the natural world right <laughs> knocking her boots off so i don't i wonder if it's not so much that the um the rainbows and the prisms made those two people happy just like Thinking about oh, right. her childlike wonder and what it was like to first see something like that. When you first realized, oh, that is how those that light refracts on the on the wall or whatever. I right. don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's not the um, 
It's not the object. It's the, it's the point of it's the point of view. It's the really. experience. Yeah. Now, Mrs. Snow, were her parents not? Um, was she born out of? <laughs> she must have been born out of wedlock. In Westeros. In Westeros. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man, Mrs. Snow was something else. She treated her daughter like, like crap. She was not very pleasant. But by the end. Pollyanna has warmed both uh, Mrs. Snow and Mr. Pendergast's hearts. And every will so much so that Mr. Pendergast adopts the little boy she was friends with. That's true. Yeah, that was a little he weird. Moved a little too quick, but you know, I mean, he's in an orphanage. I guess yeah, you know, we true. should be happy. I guess. Yeah. The <laughs> there must have been some some sort of process like. Like, oh, you want a kid? Well, here's a kid. <laughs> so it all works out. Um, The old lady drummer at the bazaar. Do you remember her? She was like remember. totally jammed. She's like sitting oh. all like with her Emily Post spine. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, in the, she's in the band. Right. <laughs> and she is just jamming. And she looked to be about 102. At right? least. At least. <laughs> She seemed to be an older woman. But it was they didn't even just, you know, it wasn't like a wide band shot, like, and everybody's having a good old time. They, like, did a, a one shot of her multiple times. Yeah. Like, as though, like, she was, like, Bonham or <laughs> some <laughs> Keith Moon. Was that, was that the drummer from? But that's not even, like, a drumming verse, virtuoso. <laughs> What's his name from Def Leppard? I can't think of his oh, name now. Oh, that, that guy. That yeah. drummer with the one arm. Yep. While you're looking that up, there yeah. was another thing I noticed, which doesn't really surprise me for 1960s Hollywood Disney movies, is that there were only white people in this movie. There weren't even, like, servants or typical you know african-american roles it wasn't even that not that i noticed no what area what where did it take i'm trying place? to think now yeah where all these things we have to google so the Def uh, leopard's drummer is rick allen he is known as the thunder god just in case you're wondering um this says the story takes place in a New England village in the early 1900s. So, New England. It doesn't get more specific than just that. I see. So, do you have more to add, or do you want to go on to the Bechdel test? Or? Well, Oh, we still have to get say... to the big finale. I'm sorry. So. I need to say right here, <laughs> this ending. Okay. <laughs> It's 1912, and she's going to go have spinal surgery. It ended with her going to Philadelphia, mm -hmm. which I would think that they would want to go to New York City if they were in New England, because I, maybe Philadelphia was the, was the epicenter for <laughs> spinal cord injuries or something. Mm -hmm. like, I try, like, the movie was, you know, a little bit on the long side for, for what it is, you know, for something kind of light, light mm -hmm. and airy, as my mother would say. <laughs> 
It's a little on the long side, but she's just about to get on the train to go to Philadelphia, being carried around, by the way, which oh my there's... God, I'm that... sure I'm sure you have something to say about that when I we do. talk about <laughs> when we talk about handicap portrayal. But anyway, or disability portrayal. I probably used the wrong word. That's so sorry. Okay. Anyway, I'm just thinking, oh, she's getting on the train and she's gonna have this surgery and I'm like I'm like, all right, I'm strapped in for another, what, 20, 30 minutes? Because we need to know, why would they end it? Why would they end it? With just, she's very, the chances of her surviving spinal cord surgery in 1912, not very likely. That's why they ended it right there. Horrible. Horrible, horrible. I did look this up because it upset me so much. The the author, this author. You're trying hard not to laugh. Well, because Pollyanna's paralysis is not funny. But your reaction, (laughs) your indignance is funny. I'm pissed. I just started to like this this, this child. And you you, you killed her. You killed her. Essentially. Uh, And this, this, uh, this author of Pollyanna had the balls to make a sequel. I have no idea what it might be, but she what, did write... Really? She wrote a sequel. I have no idea what it's about. Well, I guess she survives. Or maybe it's just Unless like, it's her... hey, remember how Pollyanna <laughs> taught us the glad game? <laughs> Let's just pretend that that's what happened. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah. So, that's it. I'm indignant. <laughs> I should have actually, I started writing, you know, as we, as we do these, you kind of write notes and like at a certain point near the end, we're maybe 75% through the movie. I'm like, you know what? I like this more than I thought. 3.5. I almost knocked it down a little bit because that (laughs) ending, I just can't get over that ending. It's too much. So let's move on. Okay. So, um, the Bechdel test. What do you think? Oh. I'm trying not to read because I like to guess. I like to guess the Bechdel test. Um, oh, gotta be. Gotta pass. Yeah, it definitely passes. It wasn't on the Bechdel test website. Yeah. Um, but Mrs. Snow and Pollyanna gotta talk about more than just... I mean, just... Poly- Pollyanna basically talks to every female character in this movie. She talks to Nancy. She talks to Aunt Polly. She, can't she talks to Mrs. To Snow. Everybody. She talks to... Angelica and the other housekeeper whose name I can't remember right now. How many lines did Amy Mills have to memorize? I know, her? she <laughs> was amazing. Just, yeah. Um so yeah, it definitely it definitely passed. Awesome. So disability portrayal. Alright, I'm strapped in. Um so basically what happens is Pollyanna um falls off the roof near her window they um they show her kind of on the ground with her legs all skewed all over the place right um and then the next thing we see she's just like laying flat not even a pillow just laying flat on the bed and she's very depressed and she doesn't even want to play the glad game which is like how you know this is serious business because she loves playing and i'm not saying that to be (laughs) like she loves playing the glad game and so she doesn't want to do that that's a a significant this is depression yes yeah um 
So I think it's important to note that she was lying flat on that flipping bed. And then what happens is Aunt Polly's boyfriend comes up there. I can't remember his name right now either. Um, and is like, during all this time, all of the town has come to see her off to her risky spinal cord surgery. And Aunt Polly's boyfriend picks her up and is basically like, just like you would carry, um, you know, like, in an officer and a gentleman. A bride where through, he, the, yeah. through the <laughs> like, threshold. That can't be good for her spinal cord. Like, I understand. It's a movie. You have to have, like, that warm moment where the town thanks her for what she's done and she, like, see, she sees her importance in the community. Right. But... You also just made a big deal of her laying flat in the bed, and now you have her spine all, like, curled up and stuff. Yeah, like, so, number one number one rule about someone who just landed on their head or, you know, may have suffered a, a, a back or spine, don't touch them. Don't touch them at all. If someone's not moving, you don't go up and you shake them like, hey, man, you okay? You don't do that because you can literally be killing them doing that. Right. Which, of course, this is a Disney movie, and so it has to have... I mean, I agree. It's not really a happy ending. <laughs> I mean, sure, she realizes the she the made town a has yeah, in like everyone's lives. But like you're saying, it's 1912 spinal cord surgery. It's it doesn't look good. I mean, no. she may never walk again, and that is something that she and her family have to like grapple with and accessibility and disability treatments in 1912 are way more terrible than what they are now, you know. So I I too would have liked to have found out what happened to Pollyanna, but I kind of don't want to know what happened because I feel I can't play the glad game with what happened <laughs> to Pollyanna, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any pop culture references you now understand? Well, I understand less about what the phrase, what the, <laughs> the the concept of Pollyanna. Like I've been told, like, oh, you have this Pollyanna idea about the way the world should be, or whatever. When you talk about things in a positive light, uh-huh. like, I've already, I've already, <laughs> I've already spoken about that. Like, but yeah, weirdly, I understand less. And it's interesting that this book, the book, I think more so than the movie actually coined the term Pollyanna to mean uh, a bright and cheery person. It's literally in the... In oh, the, I didn't know that. It's literally I've never in the read dictionary. the book before. Yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my main question. And, like, that's pretty much the only pop culture reference is I would, I would bet everyone, at least in, in these United States, if not at least in, in other countries, know what... Oh, that person is such a Pollyanna means because of this movie that lots of people may not have seen. That's all. It's like when you call someone a jacket. It's like those guys. There are no coiners of terms. Anyway. So. Oh, how would the movie be different with today's deck? Oh, sorry. How would the movie be different with today's technology? Well, I'm glad you asked, Virginia. So, I know I, I sort of have this, not really rule, but I have this idea of like, well, if, if it's a period piece, like, 
if it's a period right. piece, like it doesn't matter what the technology might be. But I'm I'm again really upset by the ending. <laughs> so spinal cord science is just absolutely amazing now. I bet. So when someone breaks their neck, one of the um, first, second, or third vertebrae, those are the worst ones to break. It can cause you to become a paraplegic. Yeah, you know, no movement. Is it? From is, are those the C ones? Yes. Yeah, the C, L ones are the lower ones, right? Yes. Yeah, C one, two, three, and four, or three and four, I think especially are really bad to break. I think one and two are just it's it's difficult to break those. Obviously, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not in medicine, so I don't really know exactly. But your injury, even if you are a paraplegic, if you've uh, broken your neck, your injury is either open or closed. So if it's open that means that you have a chance to uh, recover from it um, if it's closed there's very little chance that there's going to be any sort of recovery there's nothing to do there's no there's no set like oh here's the way to get to to rehab you so does the open or closed have to do with like nerve endings or like it's just the bone term. structure it's not a term for what's actually happening with the bones it's oh. just a description of the injury i see the injury is either open or closed gotcha. open meaning i believe the the idea is open to therapy or closed to known therapeutic ways of getting you back on your feet quite literally so when and the reason <laughs> The reason I know about this is because I read both of Christopher Reeve's books that he wrote after his injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, he broke uh, his C. Is it three C or three four? He had a. It was a horse riding horse accident, riding wasn't accident. it? Yeah. He was jumping on a horse in a competition, I believe, and he broke his neck. And he he found out. So he found out. Obviously, he found out that his injury was was closed. Um, but they didn't stop him to, you know, to seek out, you know, different ways of, of sort of, um, sort of recovering anyway, which is, which is kind of amazing. Wasn't he an advocate for like stem cell research and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. That seems to stand out in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Stem cell research. Um, there are many different process, processes that he had a, um, he had, he, he was, he was supposed to be on the ventilator for the rest of his life, but they put in this, um, they put in essentially a ventilator in his, like, lungs, a, a, a prosthetic, I don't think it's prosthetic, but they they put in a device inside his body under his lungs that helped him, that, that let him breathe hmm. on his own without a ventilator, which is just kind of amazing. Would you say he's, like, a Superman? I'm frowning, and that's not very good. <laughs> that's not good podcasting. <laughs> it's not good pod. So uh, the other thing that he did, this is more about sp uh, spinal cord injuries in general, is he advocated for there's a shot that if EMTs have it and there's been someone with a traumatic uh, injury, injury to their spine, if they get this shot within enough time, then it'll stop the spread of spinal cord fluid spinal cord fluid is great oh. if it's inside your spine it will do t it, it's it's really the thing that does the terrible damage when you break your uh, vertebrae 
So it's the spinal cord fluid that does a lot of the damage. Spinal cord fluid is horrible outside of the spinal cord. So this shot will stop that from causing the permanent damage. That's very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I think Pollyanna's odds of survival would be much greater, significantly greater, exponentially greater today than they would, God, over a hundred years ago. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Do you have anything else? I do not. So that about wraps it up. You can find us on a bunch of platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker. We're also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. You can find some other great shows there like Captain Game Show, Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, World War G, Trial by Pilot, and a few others. As for us, just go to WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com to find links, social media, and contact information. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time we'll be watching An Affair to Remember, which I don't actually think is a real movie. I think it, it has just... my it has my um, classic movie boyfriend Cary Grant in it. That's why we're watching Ooh, it. Oh, I do love I do love a Cary Grant movie. <laughs> in there. Thanks for listening. Yes, I agree. Pollyanna's odds of survival would be significantly higher in today's. I swear to God. <laughs> She's tripping over. He's tripping over the table. Would you lay down, please? I think she wants to be part of the podcast. She wants to be like a third member of the of our podcast. Lay down, baby. Lay down. Pip it. Lay down. Good, Good girl. Dog.